Talk to us now and go to the TNT Radio interactive live chat room at tntradio.live. Lighting the fuse for freedom. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Steve Malsberg on today's News Talk Radio. TNT. All right, folks, welcome aboard. It is four minutes uh, past the hour of 9 p.m. on Friday here on the East Coast of the United States. And you know what day and time it is wherever you are listening to the Steve Malzberg Show or watching, as the case may be. A big, big day as we uh, get closer and closer to Christmas. And first of all, I want to I'll do it at the beginning and at the end. Wish everybody a wonderful, merry, happy, healthy Christmas and, um, you know, and, uh, and a great, great uh, New Year's for 2024. And after tonight, uh, I'll be back next uh, Thursday live, uh, 9 p.m. Eastern time. So uh, I'll be off for, for a few days uh, myself. However, let's get let's get to the news that broke midday eastern time on friday here in the uh, in the united states and that is that jack smith now remember the name jack smith okay uh he's the special counsel remember the term special counsel because this, this is important jack smith um well let's start at the beginning donald trump's been indicted lots of times he's facing many trials one of the trials surrounds his quote-unquote attempt to overturn the 2020 election so he and his attorneys um, earlier in the month asked the court in that case the judge in that case to throw out the charges based on the first amendment freedom of speech and presidential immunity that while he was president the president couldn't have committed a crime because he can't be charged with a crime. And the judge said no. So the Trump team went and appealed to the DC Court of Appeals and they're waiting. Meanwhile, Jack Smith, the special prosecutor in that case and all the other cases, mainly that case, went to the US Supreme Court over the head of the DC Circuit Court of Appeals and said, Hey, we got to get this trial. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm sure he didn't say it this way, but this is what he meant. Hey, this is a great national security concern. We want to screw Trump. Time is of the essence. We can't afford to have this drag out. We need you, the Supreme Court, to rule on the appeal of the Trump people that this case should be thrown out based on the First Amendment and or based on presidential immunity. Well, the Supreme Court took a little while. And the Supreme Court, I think it was one sentence, two sentences today, basically said to Jack Smith, no. And apparently it was a unanimous decision. There were no dissenting uh, voices or opinions. No, there's no reason, they said, basically, to leapfrog over the D.C. Court of Appeals and follow the proper procedure. Now, the arguments before the D.C. Court of Appeals uh, will continue on, I believe it's um, January 9th or will start on January 9th. So that's when the Trump people will make their case and Jack Smith's people will make their case, but not to the U.S. Supreme Court, to the, the Court of Appeals, the D.C. Court of Appeals. That's the progression. That's the way it's supposed to go. Now, uh, it's going to be very interesting to, to see, but this is a defeat, a big defeat. For Jack Smith, 
with the Supreme Court of the United States. And I told you to remember the term special counsel and the name Jack Smith. Before we get to the term special counsel, let's uh, let's look at the name Jack Smith, because this is not Jack Smith's first run in with the uh, U.S. Supreme Court. OK, um, he has um, <laughs> he has um, been to the court and he has uh, not had a good record with the uh, U.S. Supreme Court. He faced a previous unanimous decision against a conviction that he oversaw against a former Republican governor of the state of Virginia. And basically, the jury convicted uh, the, the governor. Uh, but I just want to just want to get um, a little bit here. First of all, Jack Smith in 2015, from 2010 to 2015, served as um, under uh, he was uh, under Eric Holder, Obama's uh, attorney general. So he's an Obama person. That's first and foremost. So Robert McDonald uh, was the governor of, of uh, Virginia that he took to trial. And the Supreme Court ruled unanimously eight to nothing um, against Jack Smith when after the conviction, the former governor brought the case to the Supreme Court or it reached the Supreme Court. And it was overturned. And they said basically that um, that it's a, it, that they warned that the, the uncontrolled power of criminal prosecution is a threat to our separation of powers. In other words, Jack Smith severely overstepped in what he had charged the governor of Virginia, the former governor of Virginia with, even though he got convicted. Nonetheless, it was overturned eight to nothing by the U.S. Supreme Court. OK, that's you know, that's not unheard of, but it's pretty rare. And it's a rebuke. You got to say it's a rebuke um, away from the Supreme Court. Um, John Edwards. Remember John Edwards, former senator, former um, presidential candidate? Well, he took him to trial. Uh, six felony counts. John Edwards won uh, a victory, a mistrial on five counts and an acquittal on the one Jack Smith lost yet again, not before the Supreme Court, but he lost nevertheless. Bob Menendez, who's in trouble now, while well, he was prosecuted by Jack Smith. Jack Smith, um, public corruption, it ended in a mistrial. He uh, also had a successful prosecution against an Arizona Congressman Rick Renzi on corruption charges. The Supreme Court upheld that conviction. So my point here I think it's a pretty good point, and I've made it before. Jack Smith has a history. Jack Smith didn't just walk out of nowhere um, and and come and get these cases. Obama administration under Eric Holder, an appointed and of course and a disastrous high profile record on high profile cases, including an eight to nothing rebuke by the U.S. Supreme Court. Now I mentioned special prosecutor because Jack Smith is special prosecutor and forgive me for keep going to my uh, my notes here but this this is pretty pretty um important this is pretty important and this could become very 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 key as time goes on the former attorney general of the united states under ronald reagan edwin meese ed meese has presented arguments to the Supreme Court that 
they should reject special counsel Jack Smith and all of his requests because he was unconstitutionally appointed to the position of special counsel in the first place. Now let that sink in for a second, that he's got the title of special counsel, but that he was appointed against the rules of the Constitution, against the rules of appointing a special counsel. Mies and law professor Stephen G. Calabrese and law professor Gary S. Lawson filed a friend of the court brief on Wednesday to present the case that Attorney General Merrick Garland's appointment of Smith, a private citizen, is in violation of the appointments clause of the Constitution not clothed in the authority of the federal government smith is a modern example of the naked emperor the brief states improperly appointed he has no more authority to represent the united states in this court than bryce harper taylor swift or jeff bezos they argued and um this was filed in response by the way to smith's request to expedite the trump case which today the supreme court said no we're not going to expedite it now there's no indication that that friend of the court brief had anything to do with it because there was no comment made by the court there was just a one sentence no let it go through the proper channels so we're going to have to wait and see if this goes anywhere uh me says that the illegality of smith's appointment is quote sufficient to sink Smith's petition and the court should deny review. They did, but again, no indication that it's based on what Ed Meese and the other two law professors uh, filed with the court. Um, They noted in the brief that Smith was appointed quote to conduct the ongoing investigation into whether any person or entity, including Donald Trump violated the law in connection with efforts to interfere with the election. Uh, while Garland cited as statutory authority for his appointment, Meese argues that none of those statutes nor any other statuary or constitutional provisions remotely authorize the appointment by the attorney general of a private citizen to receive extraordinary criminal law enforcement power under the title of special counsel. This could get very, very interesting. So. Keep all of this in mind. Wow. Could you can you even imagine that the Supreme Court comes back and says, oh, by the way, and, and I don't know if there'd have to be a, if this friend of the court filing by Meese and the two professors was filed to, 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 to affect the ruling that we got today. Now, would they have to file I, I don't know would somebody would congress have to act would would i don't know how it would proceed is what i'm saying but imagine if it does proceed and it's ruled that jack smith can't be a process can't be a special counsel <laughs> how appropriate would all that be how appropriate would all of that be now look I don't know the law but you think meese and his other two law professors there they're making this up Apparently, Jack Smith was a private citizen. And apparently, if you're a private citizen, you can't be appointed special counsel, which gives you more power than all the other prosecutors. So I don't know. I don't know. I'll I'll like to err on the side of them being correct. 
because I hope they're correct. And I hope this continues and they continue in pursuit of this because that would be something. Okay. Speaking of something, um, Donald Trump was on with uh, you, you radio host, syndicated uh, radio host on the, the Salem radio network. And uh, there was a lot of talk about, uh, about, um, of course, his Hitler-like remarks. Uh, what did he mean by it? The poisoning the blood? Are you aware Hitler did it? Blah, 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 blah. So let's listen to Trump respond uh, from the horse's mouth, if you will. And here is cut 284. Mr. President, you've also said immigrants are illegal immigrants are poisoning our blood. What do you mean by that? When you look at it and you look at what's coming in, we have from all over the world, not one group. They're coming in from Asia, from Africa, from South America. They're coming from all over the world. They're coming from prisons. They're coming from mental institutions and insane asylums. They're terrorists. Absolutely. That's poisoning our country. That's poisoning the blood of our country. And that's what's happening. And we're not talking about a specific group. We're talking about these are, this is equal opportunity. They're coming from all over the world. And we have no idea who they are, where they are. They have people coming in. We don't even know what the language is that they speak. We have nobody that speaks the language. And they're loading up our classes. We're loading up our classes, our school classes, with children that don't speak the language. They don't speak our language. And nobody knows what's going on. It's, it's very true. I mean, it's, it's very true. I just saw, before I came on, um, uh, a video uh, from Chicago of a black woman at a count, I guess, a city council meeting. Whoa, reading them the riot act about again, I've, I've, I've talked about this before. You know, you're giving them this, you're giving them that, you know, you're giving them everything. What about black children in the ghettos in the in the inner cities? What about our children who need things? What are they getting? I mean, this is and she said, bring Donald Trump in to clean this up. That's what she said. It was quite a sight. Quite a sight. And I mean, folks, look, Barack Obama and the Democrats are succeeding because every day that goes by, another 10,000 people break into this country. Lawbreakers break into this country at our border, at our border. And they got what they want. You got some people who who don't have to show up for a court date until like 2030. What are they going to do? 2031, I think it was actually. What are they going to do for seven years? I think John Kirby was asked about that. That's just, you, you can't make up the insanity. And that's exactly what the Democrats want. And the next step, if they get enough people in power and enough of these people, you know, for, who go to the universities, we've seen who they are. I'm just talking about far, far leftists and they'll be in power. They'll be in positions of authority. But the, of course, the goal is let everybody vote legal, illegal. Oh, you no, no such thing as illegal. That's a bad word. You could be fired if you say illegal. You could go to jail already. They don't say illegal. Right. It's undocumented, undocumented. We don't want to call them illegal. You know, what do you call a bank robber or someone who breaks into a house, a uh, undocumented resident? (laughs) Oh, jeez, it's so crazy, Uh, but scary. 
because Barack Obama and the Democrats are succeeding, are succeeding. And the woman in charge of the border, Kamala Harris, they just announced that she's going on a pro a pro abortion tour because that's all she's good for. <laughs> our bodies, <laughs> our bodies. That's that's all she's good for. It's all she can handle. <sighs> Here's cut to 285. We are poisoning our country. We're poisoning the blood of our country. We have people coming in. Think of it. Mental institutions all over the world are being emptied out into the United <laughs> States. Jails and prisons are being emptied out into the United States. Now, uh, Mr. President, your critics say that you blood. are using Hitlerian language that was used to dehumanize Jews by saying that Jewish blood cannot be part of German blood. Do you have anything like that in mind when you say poisoning our blood? No, and I never knew that Hitler said it either, by the way. And I never read Mein Kampf. They said I read Mein Kampf. These are people that are disinformation, uh, horrible people that we're dealing with. So you uh, intend no racist sentiment whatsoever when you say poisoning our blood? My if, recommendation if would be saying... If you look at the polls, if you look at the polls... Uh, I'm doing incredibly with African-American. I'm doing incredibly with Hispanic. The highest numbers anyone's ever seen for a Republican candidate. Uh, the reason is they know me. Look what I've done. Criminal justice reform. Uh, colleges. I got the colleges and universities black. Colleges and universities funded. Nobody else did that. I've done so much. Opportunity zones with Tim Scott. I got that done. Nobody ever thought that would happen. It's absolutely true. And with the black colleges and universities, that had to be renewed like every year, the, the funding for them. And I think what Trump did, if I'm not mistaken, is he made it, I don't know if it's in perpetuity, but it's like for 10 years. So you don't have to renew it every, every, every year. I mean, he did a lot of, a lot of things for the African-American community, a whole lot. And again, this immigration thing, man, again, I, 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 every day that goes by, it's benefiting Barack Obama and the Democrats. It's their ultimate goal. They're willing to take the short-term hit for the ultimate goal. But you got to understand, this is pissing a lot, a lot of minorities off. Not only, not only for what it's doing to the communities, not only the freebies they see these illegals who broke the law getting while they and their kids get nothing, but it, it, it's just, it's, it's just a, now I lost my train of thought, whatever. Not only is it that, but it's, and I, <laughs> I can't remember uh, what else it is, but I, it, it'll come to me. It'll come to me um, in, in a second. In the meantime, you, you had had another question on this for Donald Trump. Here's cut to 86. You mean nothing racist by that because your critics keep saying, oh, he wants to be Hitler. He's talking about poisoning our blood. He's trying to be a Nazi. How do you respond to these people? First of all, I know nothing about Hitler. I'm not a student of Hitler. Uh, I never read his works. They say that he said something about blood. He didn't say it the way I said it either, by the way. It's a very different kind of a statement. What I'm saying when I talk about people coming into our country is they are destroying our country. This country is, we have prisoners coming in. We have mental patients coming in by the thousands, really by the millions. Because you take a look. I believe the number will be 15 million people, maybe more than that, by the time this lunatic leaves office if you are reelected and he's uh, destroying our country okay i i love the way he keeps going to mental institutions but I, now i remember um it's it, it's not only 
the, the people are upset in these communities about the people who are there, who are sleeping on the streets, who are, who are taking over hotels, motels, different things. But what about the people who came here legally, who went through the process? Hispanics and others who went through the legal process, a hard process, a difficult process. Why, why should they be screwed over? That's another aspect to this. See, my brain malfunctioned for a second, but it, 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 it started spinning again. <laughs> okay, so there's Trump on this. And look, you think people really care? Oh, he's quoting Hitler. Do you think people care? Do you think people, again, if you keep calling Trump Hitler, if you keep calling Trump Hitler, when we have people calling for the extermination, uh, the, you know, the eradic eradication and extermination and genocide of Jews, and you call Trump Hitler, again, who's done so much for Israel, uh, who's got a Jewish family, Jewish grandkids, a Jewish daughter, you make a fool of yourself. But the media will stop at nothing. They'll they'll try anything. And Biden got jumped on board also. You know, oh, he's quoting Hitler. He's just like Hitler. Give me a break. Just give me a break. The public doesn't buy it. You know who buys it? The people who hate Trump. And so it doesn't matter to, it doesn't matter. They hate him anyway. They hate him anyway. All right. Joe Scarborough. The other day I played you some bites uh, from Joe Scarborough. Uh, after the Colorado State Supreme Court said that Donald Trump can't be on the ballot because he violated the 14th Amendment, Section 3, insurrection. And Scarborough came on the next day. I played it for you. And he was like asking his guests questions, but saying, who, who, who decides that? Who decides he committed, uh, he was part of an insurrection? TV hosts? You know, uh, judges? In other words, he was never, he said he was never charged with it. I want you so I want you to hear him. This is on Wednesday. Joe Scarborough, just a, an example of what I'm talking about. This is 279. So the question is, um, who, who is the finder of fact that Donald Trump uh, committed uh, insurrection? Um, we, we, of course, all believe it. I said, OK, Mika, you don't have to dart your eyes around. I was like, you don't have to dart your eyes around. I said on January this, the 7th. Donald Trump should be arrested and and tried and and sent to jail. But the question is, uh, under the law, due process under the law, do judges randomly decide that he's an insurrectionist, or do people on cable news shows decide he's an insurrectionist, or does he actually have to be convicted of insurrection by? by federal prosecutors. The 14th Amendment talks about someone who's committed insurrection against the United States uh, Constitution. Who is the finder of fact of that? Uh, people on cable news, uh, judges in Colorado, or does it need to be a jury in Washington, D.C. Uh, that is hearing a case on whether uh, Donald Trump committed insurrection against the United States Constitution? Okay, so he made the same point over and over again to different guests you know me showing that all right he he i personally think he, joe said joe said i personally think trump you know committed an uh, insurrection but do tv hosts decide do judges decide D doesn't there have to be a case doesn't he have to be charged he said that over and over again well that was wednesday and as newsbusters pointed out 
This was a whole different Joe Scarborough on Thursday. It's as if Joe realized, um, hey, my brother-in-law, Mika's brother, works for Joe Biden. If Trump could get kicked off the ballot, it's good for Joe Biden. I better change my tune. Or someone got to him for some other reason. Something happened because this is a different Joe Bi- uh, Joe Scarborough. Let's give a listen. Cut 280. We all saw it with our own eyes. This is one, yeah. this is one of those moments where, what, what are you going to believe me or are you going to believe your lying yeah. eyes? Americans saw this with their eyes. They understand that Donald Trump did, in fact, uh, take part, uh, lead, encourage an insurrection to take place. They know that he told people that they needed to storm the Capitol. They needed to stop the count. He got extraordinarily angry with the Secret Service uh, when they stopped him from going up there because he wanted to march on the floor. He wanted he wanted to be in the center of the insurrection. So, yeah. Yeah, he committed insurrection. Yes, if there were justice already, he'd be a lot more concerned about things than just not being on the Colorado Republican ballot. He'd be concerned because he should be in jail. Oh, who is this Joe Scarborough guy? Does Joe have an evil twin or a good twin or a bad twin or or what? Where did he come from? This is a completely different tune that Joe is singing. What happened? Who got to him? Who got to him? Was Mika on Wednesday trying to kick Joe under the table and couldn't reach with her leg? And then after the show said, are you crazy? My brother works for Joe Biden. You can't be saying that the court shouldn't have kicked him off the ballot, Donald Trump. What's wrong with you? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry, Mika. I'm sorry. I'll, I'll fix it tomorrow. I'll be the other Joe. You better be the other Joe. If you know, if you, you know, you, you, I don't have to spell it out, do I, folks? Anyway, or the phone rang. And someone said, uh, eh, we're not crazy about the way you handled that on Wednesday, Joe. So here's more of Thursday. Here's more of Thursday's Joe. Uh, this is 281. We either have a constitution or we don't have a constitution. Here's the factual question. Did Donald Trump commit insurrection? Yes. If Donald Trump committed insurrection, then as Judge Ludwig said yesterday, it's not anti-democratic to follow the Constitution of the United States and Section 3 of the 14th Amendment. That's, in fact, the most pro-democratic thing that can be done. Stay with me, because if, in fact, he committed insurrection against the United States, this is the ultimate protectorate of that democracy. I understand it's sad and it's pathetic that people will say, oh, Trump derangement syndrome, oh, this, oh, that, on other networks. They're going to be trying to trying to confuse you. They're going to be trying to move the ball. They're going to be trying to confuse their own viewers, which they do quite regularly, quite often. Well, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't say Trump derangement syndrome because, again, it was a different Joe on Wednesday. Trump derangement syndrome doesn't kick in on a particular issue overnight. And but he's now he's now attacking would other talk show hosts that he hasn't seen or heard do 
what he did on Wednesday. He's now predicting that other talk show hosts will try to confuse people and question it and raise doubt about it, which is exactly what he did the day before. One more uh, from Joe and company, 282. You see what's going on right now? These people would want you to believe that if the, if the Constitution of the United States is followed, that's anti-democratic. They want you to believe that the 14th Amendment is anti-democratic. They want you to believe that Section 3 of the 14th Amendment, which is crystal clear, is anti-democratic. The fact is, what it does is the 14th Amendment, Section 3, protects us against those people and protects us against the, 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 the thug that sent those people to Capitol Hill. <laughs> This is really comical. This is really comical. Now, I'll only say Trump derangement. I, I, you can't say. I would say Trump derangement syndrome, um, you know, affecting the brain. If he didn't know what he did the day before, I believe he knows what he did the day before. And he's just come out as if he didn't do it. He never saw it. He never heard himself. No one heard him. And he's just a, a different, different Joe. Different Joe overnight. The question is, who told him to do this? Who gave him a talking to? Who scolded him? Who said, hey, you know, Joe? Now, I'm not insinuating as we did on the program yesterday. Remember, we heard the cut from uh, Tim Burchett, the congressman from Tennessee, about how congressmen in Washington, local politicians and states and mayors and state legislators are blackmailed often. Now, I'm not saying anybody blackmailed Joe, but it certainly does leave the door open for thinking people to say or to raise that as a put that on the list along with Trump derangement syndrome, my wife's brother, blah, 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 blah. Who knows? Only Joe knows, I think. All right, folks, we will come back. Uh, we're halfway through it just about. Steve Malzberg right here on TNT. You should hear what Ross Cameron is talking about. I see there's a new trend taking place, sweeping uh, the internet of what they're calling sort of technology naked walks, where you go for a walk without your iPhone, without uh, a headset, and just alone with your thoughts. Apparently some people are finding it quite emotionally taxing, but subsequently liberating. Uh, certainly I find if I get into a motor vehicle with a teenager, it's a matter of seconds uh, before there is a request for uh, usually the latest uh, Taylor Swift song or some other form of electronic stimulus. We are generation apparently trained uh, for a very short concentration span and a desperate need for um, digital company. Ross Cameron on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. I'm Naheem Hines, professional football player and proud supporter of the Muscular Dystrophy Association. My mom was diagnosed with muscular dystrophy when I was 14 and I watched her struggle, but MDA helped her get the best treatments and care. And they also help kids like my buddy, Ethan. My name is Ethan and I'm 12 years old. Thanks to the Muscular Dystrophy Association and people like you, I have more hope than ever before. 
From day one, they've treated me like family at my local care center. AMDA is the only one that funds over 150 care centers across the U.S. to help provide state-of-the-art care for adults and kids like me. For over 70 years, MDA has been transforming the lives of people living with muscular dystrophy, ALS, and other related neuromuscular diseases. They fund the research for breakthrough treatments, care, and cures. And MDA provides support to thousands of families like mine and Ethan's in communities like yours. Thanks to MDA, kids and adults can live life to its fullest. Join us and learn more at MDA.org today. The conversation continues. I don't believe it, and I think that's a terrible position that I am in, that I don't trust my government. This is today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Okay, folks, welcome back. Okay, so there were a couple of uh, TV confrontations that uh, I thought were really good and and well worth uh, bringing to you uh, uh, on this show today or this evening. And uh, the first one took place on Fox on a panel with uh, Brett Baer on his uh, new show, Special Report. And one of the uh, people we just heard from on the radio, on his radio show, Yu Hewitt, he was on this panel. And so was Jessica Tarlov, the token liberal on uh, the show The Five on, the, on Fox. And as I've said over and over again, person that I've found, I discovered, uh, we had her on my Newsmax TV show lots of times um, when she, uh, before she was, you know, rich and famous, I guess you would say. Anyway, so they're talking here about the Colorado court's decision. And Jessica Tarlov, Jessica Tarlov makes uh, her point first. And I want you to watch you, you it. Uh, he's kind of in the bottom. He's got white hair and glasses. And you can watch him as shaking his head from time to time. And at one point, he'll hold his hands in his, his head in his hands. And he's so, so upset. Um, so here is cut um, 273. It will be very interesting to see how this plays out. I've taken in a lot of the commentary on both sides of the decision. And I think that in particular, we're all going to be watching Supreme Court Justice Neil Gorsuch, who has actually already ruled on this issue when he was on the Court of Appeals for the Tenth Circuit. So the case was Hassan v. Colorado. I hope that I'm pronouncing Hassan correctly. And he wrote, and it is quoted in the majority opinion in the Colorado case, that the state does have a right to kick someone who is ineligible to run off of the ballot. And it's interesting in the dissents, and Hugh didn't mention this, that the three dissenting justices did not refute the idea that Donald Trump played a part in this insurrection, which under Section 3 of Article 14 should rule him ineligible to be running for office. They talked about lack of due process, but they didn't engage with any of the evidence that was presented at a five-day bench trial. They just said he didn't sure. get his due process. But I guess, Jessica, the, the other point is that he hasn't been charged officially with that. No, but that's also not stipulated in Section 3 that you have to be charged. It's, it, it's not there. I understand that that's the case that they will make, but it will be very difficult for Neil Gorsuch to go back on something that he has essentially already ruled on. Neil Gorsuch, she, she, in my opinion, Neil Gorsuch, of course, conservative member of the U.S. Supreme Court, who this case will come before, um, did not. It's not the same thing. He did not rule that someone was convicted. He did not rule that someone was guilty of something. He said if 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 someone is in violation, 
then they could be kicked off the ballot. But who says Trump's in violation? Again, he wasn't charged, never charged. He could have been charged by Jack Smith or any of anybody else. Never charged with what the Colorado State Supreme Court said he did. Okay, so it's just nonsense. It's 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 bad, and it's it's it's, it's to, to compare Gorsuch that case to this case is ridiculous. And you you it is good to watch, watch him and listen to him. Here's cut two seventy four. This is the worst legal take right, you, I've ever you, you. heard. It's absurd. It's absolutely absurd for a non-lawyer to sit here and say that minus a, a, a confrontation with someone who has not been charged, much less convicted, that the court can take them off the ballot. It is a shameful moment in American jurisprudence. It is like watching a bad high school musical. It is a cringe-inducing <laughs> moment for anyone who's ever taught the law, practice the law, and Colorado will be scorned for decades because of this, and it will be reversed by the court very, very quickly. And quickly, Hugh, do you think it's 9-0? Do you think that the liberal justices on the Supreme Court can get around um, what I'm you're talking about? I'm praying it's 9-0 because if Justice Brown Jackson or Justice Sotomayor throws in with the pirates in Colorado, their reputations will be as damaged as the Colorado justices' reputations are. It is an absurd uh, decision. <laughs> Boy, did he give it to Tarlov. Did he give it to Tarlov? He's absolutely correct. Absolutely correct. Shame on her. I mean, really. I mean, look, she's a leftist. She probably had talking points. So maybe that was her opinion. Either way, if they were talking points or her opinion, it was bad. It was it was bad. That's not a that's not a cogent, strong, uh, sense making argument at all. Now. Same network, Fox. Uh, Maria Harf, Marie Harf, worked for the, uh, she was a State Department spokesman under Barack Obama. She's now a Fox News contributor. And she was asked about the decision uh, by the Colorado State Supreme Court by Harris Faulkner. And it's very interesting. Uh, I want you to, to give a listen and watch. And here is cut 276. What would you tell President Biden <laughs> after he said he first wasn't going to weigh in and then call the president an irrefutable insurrectionist? Well, look, I think the bigger threat to democracy is what Donald Trump did, which was trying to overturn an election. So you're not going to answer I my question. I think President Biden is right I'm, I was about to, Harris. I think President Biden is right not to weigh in on the court cases. The Supreme Court will undoubtedly take this up. It's a pretty right-wing activist court. I think they will rule in Donald Trump's favor. But it is curious to me how Republicans pledge such fidelity to the Constitution, except when it's inconvenient for their candidate, who we all saw but with our own eyes, encouraged rioters to attack the Capitol. And to be very clear, Republicans had no problem with the courts deciding an election in 2000. And Democrats, or excuse so me, voters of all parties, Democrats, Republicans should be concerned, regardless of the legal case, Harris. So, Maria, Donald you Trump, are doing what the president Republican did. Nominee. You're weighing in on a case. And I know you what? say, oh, he's not weighing in, but he did because he said he's an irrefutable <laughs> he insurrectionist. Okay, that, and that's Jason Chaffetz, former congressman, Republican on, on the, uh, the opposite side of uh, Marie Harf. Um, Republicans had no objection when the court decided the presidency in 2000 in 2000 they they looked at uh, they looked at ballots they looked at a decision made in florida and 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 ruled on on that looked at they didn't they didn't 
They didn't assume somebody was convicted of something or, or guilty of something based on opinion and use that to decide the presidential election. You know, they didn't say, oh, Al Gore, um, you know, I don't know. Al Gore, whatever. Uh, when he was never charged with whatever and never convicted of whatever, they never they it was, it was totally different. Apples and oranges, totally apples and oranges. And Marie uh, Harp has to know that. And I believe she does know that. OK, so very, very poor argument. And she's all for that court decision in Colorado. Huh? Uh, here's cut uh, 277. But Harris, that's not but that Marie, was a legal argument. Jason that's a political in, you guys one. can go back and forth. That's go a ahead, Jason. One, right. Murray, you, you're accusing of being an insurrectionist, but he wasn't charged with that mm -hmm. and he wasn't convicted of it. In fact, when it came to the impeachment part, he was found not guilty. So how are you going to exclude somebody because from a ballot who was away. never convicted of a crime? I'm actually not arguing that he shouldn't be on the ballot. The legal argument to me is a separate one, and I think the Supreme hmm. Court will settle that. I'm, I'm all for more people being on ballots, not less. That's what I think is better for our democracy. I'm making okay. a political case here that the Republican presumptive nominee tried to overturn an no, election. We, we get has that. Been charged we with get that, Marie, of felony but the counts that we are and arguing be president today for those reasons. has to do with yeah. what Colorado has done. Ooh, Harris Faulkner doesn't like that Marie Harp is straying, straying from the topic of conversation, the scheduled topic of conversation. So she she has no problem with the Supreme Court eventually saying, sorry, Colorado, he's going back on the ballot. She'll be she's she'll be happy with that because the more people on the ballot, the better. But we all saw him tell people to go down. And no, we didn't. He said, go to the Capitol. He said, peacefully. He said peacefully. It's like the myth again that he said, you know, there were good people on both sides about the, the protesters with the tiki torches saying Jews will not replace us. And what he what he said, 52 seconds later, unprompted by a question on his own was, of course, I'm not talking about neo-Nazis and and white supremacists. They should be condemned always. But nobody nobody mentions that. Nobody because that would change the narrative. One more here in this uh, hot exchange, 278. And I, I want to make sure I understand you. So what you're saying is it was wrong to take Trump off the ballot. And what you're also saying is politically. That's not what want, I said. OK, so you think he should be taken off the ballot? I am not a legal expert. I think the 14th Amendment is uh, is a gray area where legal experts across the partisan divide have different opinions on what actually it says. Okay. And again, Republicans pledge fidelity to the Constitution most times, except for right yes. now, which is curious to me. The court will no, weigh but, in on this. Marie, um, Donald Trump should be held okay. accountable. He Jason, should be. And I don't know what that looks like, but he should be. We do pledge uh, fidelity to the Constitution. And if you're convicted of being an insurrectionist, yeah, you're excluded. But he was never even charged with it. And he was not convicted of it. Yeah, well, nobody came. Well, what are you bringing that up for? We all saw it with our own eyes. What are you bringing that up for? He wasn't charged with it. And he wasn't. Uh, I think he was. So therefore, he was. I say he's an insurrectionist. And therefore, he's an insurrectionist. Charged, marged, convicted, convicted. Who cares? Really dangerous stuff. They will stop at nothing. Nothing. All right. When we come back, John Bolton, who, of course, worked in the Trump administration, 
but is no fan of Trump anymore, we'll get his take on what he thinks about all this. Um, you might be surprised. Maybe not. You have to come back. We have one final segment left before Christmas right here. Steve Ballsberg on TNT. When a crisis hits close to home and across the globe, nonprofits are on the front lines ready to serve, healing, nurturing, rescuing, protecting, inspiring. The work of philanthropic organizations has never been more important, and it's donors and volunteers like you who make all this possible. Thank you, the Nonprofit Alliance. You're with Steve Malzberg on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. All right, folks. Um, we're back in to our final segment, Left in the Hour. Um, don't forget, um, follow me on Twitter at Talk or go to uh, Malzberg Show. Either one is fine. And Facebook.com slash Talk, uh, uh, yeah, Instagram Steve M. Talk, you get the picture. Okay, so let's go as promised. Uh, John Bolton, and uh, this is a very, very interesting. Again, worked for Donald Trump. And uh, here he is talking about weighing in on what happened uh, with the Colorado court. And I believe that this is on uh, CNN. And here he is with uh, cut number 255. I think it's completely misplaced. I think this this Colorado Supreme Court decision is badly wrong for multiple reasons. Number one, the the 14th Amendment provides that Congress can pass legislation to carry uh, its provisions into effect, which Congress has done on many aspects. It has not put anything with respect to Section 3 on the books uh, since just after the Civil War. Uh, Second, the the idea that... uh, 50 different state courts can can decide a question involving the highest elective office in the executive branch, interpreting the federal constitution as to what constitutes an insurrection against the federal government uh, is is incoherent. And I think undoubtedly the Supreme Court's going to have to clear that up. Yeah, absolutely. So he doesn't like the decision at all. He doesn't like Trump at all. But what's right is right. What's right is right. Here's uh, one more from uh, the conversation he's on with uh, Caitlin Collins there on CNN. And this is cut to uh, 56. You have been quite critical of him and the idea that he could be back in office. But you're saying that that the way that that should be achieved, if that's what someone is trying to do here, shouldn't be through a a ruling from the Colorado Supreme Court or the U.S. Supreme Court that it should be a decision for the voters. Is that what you're saying? Well, ultimately, it should be. But if if uh, if if this case and I do think the Supreme Court will take it, uh, they they, uh, they should not let this kind of uh, erroneous decision rest out there because other cases are going to be brought. You can see it uh, already. Uh, this has to be something that Congress itself, if they want to enact legislation, which they haven't done for 150 years about what the meaning of Section three is, uh, then it's not up to the states to make it up as they go along. Absolutely right. Absolutely right. You can't make it up as you go along. Okay. Uh, Now, the candidates uh, on the Republican side weighed in on this. Uh, 
Joe Biden was thrilled on the on the Democrat side. And by the way, in, in a couple of states now, at least two or three, there were some state legislators uh, who are saying who are going to propose legislation to take Joe Biden off the ballot. <laughs> Not under, I don't believe, the uh, the the the. Um, uh, the Constitutional 14th Amendment, Section 3, but just for other various reasons, you know, he did this, he did that. Well, maybe under Section 3, you know, maybe uh, they won't, if he's not an insurrection, for letting 12,000 uh, foreigners break into this country or 10,000 a day, uh, you know, and letting them roam around the country. Maybe that fits under something. So they're, they're, don't, turnabout is fair play, my friends. Uh, Republicans don't do it nearly enough on any level on any issue ever so maybe this uh that we'll see some of that this time around you never know you never know okay so here's um uh, vivek ramaswamy after the colorado court made its decision a few days ago uh weighing in on it and he wasn't happy with it at all cut 258 they have just tried to bar president trump from the colorado ballot using an unconstitutional maneuver that is a bastardization of the 14th amendment to our u.s constitution this is a provision section three that was designed to bar confederate members people switched to the confederacy from actually being able to serve that's very different than what's at issue here to say the least this is a hollowed out husk of what the country was built on the basic principle that we the people select our leadership not the unelected elite class in the back of palace halls that's old world europe not the united states that's why i'm making a pledge today that i will withdraw i pledge to withdraw from the colorado gop primary ballot unless and until Tr trump's name is restored and i demand that Ron DeSantis and chris christie and nikki haley do the same thing or else these republicans are simply complicit in this unconstitutional attack on the way we conduct our constitutional republic. Good for him. I mean, that's the right attitude to have. I didn't hear, uh, I, I, you know, Christie didn't like it. DeSantis didn't like it. We'll hear from him in a second. Um, who else is there? DeSantis, who am I leaving out? Haley didn't like it. Uh, but I don't think any of them said that, well, I'll, I, I'll make sure my name is off if they take Trump's name off. They didn't go as far as, uh, as Ramaswamy. Uh, too bad Ramaswamy is pretty insignificant at this point, and it doesn't matter. But let's, let's listen to um, J.D. Vance, senator, uh, Republican senator, uh, talking about this very uh, issue, 261. It's an effort to stop Donald Trump, not at the ballot box, because right now they don't think they can beat Donald Trump at the ballot box, but to use lawfare, to use the legal process as a political weapon to take rights away from American voters. I, I, I will repeat this again and again. This is not just about Donald Trump. This is about millions of American voters who are being told by judges in Colorado, you don't get to vote for the candidate that you would like to vote for. How is that democracy? And how is this in, in any way consistent with the howls of Republicans allegedly being a threat to democracy and then left-wing judges are telling Americans, you don't get to vote for the candidate that you want to vote for? It, it's preposterous, Kaylee. Kaylee. Here's another thing, and I, I, just to make a political point, you've had brilliant legal analysts. The question I think for Republican voters is, do we let left-wing radicals choose our nominee? They are staring us in the face saying, we dare you to select Donald Trump as your nominee. I think we take that bet and we go with the guy who's showing that he's not controlled opposition. If we are letting these people select our nominee for us, what good are we as a party? 
I love J.D. Vance. I love J.D. Vance, and I, I, I think he should, he should be Trump's, uh, Trump's VP, quite possibly. We'll see what happens, uh, of, of course. Now, here is, uh, is Ron uh, DeSantis weighing in. Cut 250. What you're seeing the left do is they will use the power of the state to advance their agenda. And you see that with the Colorado Supreme Court. I mean, look, if somebody's convicted or something of, of some of these things, there was no trial on any of this. They basically just said, what, you can't be on the ballot? I mean, how does that work? What's the limiting principle for that? Uh, why could, could we just say that Biden can't be on the ballot because he let in 8 million illegals uh, into the country and violated the Constitution, which he has? Uh, could we just say, oh, well, they have uh, money coming to Hunter, whatever? So, so I think the U.S. Supreme Court is going to reverse that. But, but here's the larger thing of what the left and the media and the Democrats are doing. They're doing all this stuff to basically solidify support in the primary for him, get him into the general, and the whole general election is going to be all this legal stuff. And look, it's unfair. Uh, they're abusing power 100%. But the question is, is that going to work? Um, and I think they have a playbook that unfortunately will work, uh, and it'll give Biden or the Democrat or whoever the ability uh, to skate through this thing. So his take... And by the way, he went on to kind of say, that's why you need me. So he kind of bastardized uh, his, his, you know, down, uh, distancing himself from uh, the Colorado decision and saying it was wrong and what the left is doing. First, to say that this is a plot to get Donald Trump to be the nominee, to gain sympathy for him, to get him to be the nominee so that they could run against him using his legal problems against him so that Biden would win. It's kind of convoluted. But he, I, I think when you listen further, we don't have that here. He went on to say, that's why you need me, okay, uh, instead of him. So there was a method to his madness in that analysis, which was very convoluted and, and kind of a unique take compared to everybody else that uh, that gave a take on the uh, the Colorado decision. So that's that I believe that's that's what he selfishly used it to uh, to do that. Look, folks, um, you know, it's, it's it's not the last show of the year. It's the last show before Christmas. So I'll save a lot of it. Uh, but I'll say every chance I get, as I have said, every chance I get, uh, this is what goes on in, in, you know, in, in, in two bit third world dictatorships. I mean, what we're seeing happen to the man who is leading in the polls to be the next president of the United States. We saw it happen to him when he was president of the United States. And we've seen the government branches go to the media and say don't do this don't don't talk about hunter biden it might hurt joe biden don't do don't say the computer is a we think it's russian disinformation when they knew it wasn't russian disinformation i mean the list goes on and on and on we talk about it all the time it's just um it's a very dangerous situation this country's in we are at a tipping point we need the republicans in power in all three places white house senate and house and and we need to start getting things back in order that way all right folks have a Merry Christmas. Stay safe again. Just keep tuning in uh, 9 p.m. Eastern, Monday through Friday, uh, right here. Steve Malsberg. Merry Christmas on TNT.